Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. It wasn't anything premeditated. It was just me just going through reading the defense, and when you start to feel it, you start to keep going. But yeah, um, sometimes you just you gotta just go from the jump. And then Boyan, you know, it's just I make a joke. It's still great to have Boyan, man. Like to be able to just, you know, I think I had you know, 12, you know, start again. He's right there with, with 12. You know, it's just being able to pick up that that scoring, so that 12 doesn't have to be 16, 18. You know, be able just to you know, take the load off a little bit. Donovan Mitchell talking about the Jazz wins this weekend. Bogdanovich with another big weekend shooting the ball. As expected, they prevail at home, PK. That's what he was talking about here, taking the pressure off him. We were talking about that before the season started. Where's that second reliable score? And Bogdanovich has been that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think he's played better than expected. His aggressiveness, we've been talking around it for a month now. Season's now a month underway. And you'd have to grade him out as being an excellent addition to this ball club, providing it what it's what it needs. Uh, they've pretty much done what they're supposed to do to this point one month in. You know, a blip here and there. Maybe a win or two that you didn't expect. Uh, so they're right where they need to be. And they certainly need to be there because you're looking, looking at the standings. And I was looking at it this morning before I left the house. You know, a lot of good teams in the West like we expected. So you've got to keep pace. You cannot afford to fall too far behind Well, I think specifically the Lakers. Uh, I'm not surprised that the Clippers, Mavericks, Jazz, and Rockets are where they are, but we thought maybe the West would beat itself up, and that's not happening with the Lakers. They're 14-2, and and that's a great start. It's only a start, obviously, but it's still a great start. So you're not surprised where the Mavericks are? I should not have said that. You are right. I am surprised where the Mavericks are. (laughs) I was going to say. I lumped them in there. That was a bad call. (laughs) Nuggets 12-3, and probably a little better than I would have expected. Uh, That any of these teams are winning about... 70% 70% of their games or so. Mavericks aside, we'll get to that. All right, the uh, Jazz open a road trip. There's some good tests in this road trip. Five games, eight days, and it starts with Milwaukee. Get on to Kempo right out of the gate. They, with the Celtics, having a couple injuries here. The Bucks have now caught the Celtics and they have the best record in the East. So it's 13 it's 3, Mil- yeah. Milwaukee tonight, and Philly's waiting at the end of the trip. Philly is uh, like the Jazz playing all right, not outstanding, but they're off to a pretty strong start, and obviously we know they got a bunch of talent, so see them at the end of the trip. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Doncic middle of the floor, 10 to shoot against Capella. He'll put it on the floor, he'll drive him, got him on his hip, shoots the floater, scores with the foul! Hardaway will inbound, got into Doncic, turning left, will shoot the three, hit it! Oh, he brings people out of his seats with that one. It's a 41-point game for Doncic and the Mavericks back up by 19. Luka Doncic continues to amaze, putting up massive numbers, 41 points, 10 assists. Didn't get his triple-double, PK, merely six rebounds. He's 20 years old, and he is kicking butt and taking names. The Mavericks outscore the Rockets, and... As the Jazz and Jazz fans consider how you can beat the Rockets, you know, and how do you stop Harden, you don't. Houston gets their 123 points. You get 137. You just outscore them, and that's that's what Dallas did. Luka Doncic right now at his age is better than Jordan, better than Magic. Bird wasn't in the league. Better than LeBron. 
was at his age. He is a leading, leading candidate for MVP. He is just outrageously good. There's no other way to say it. I mean, his numbers, if you just go on stats, which are being accompanied by a fair amount of wins, are just sensational for 20 years of age. I don't know that we've done this in my lifetime. We've seen this to this level. Dallas Mavericks 11-5. and five. So like you say, a strong record. Uh, the stats are mind-blowing. I'm surprised some of the names you threw in there. Better than Magic, better than Bird. I mean, the stats are, but Magic won the title his first year. Bird won it his second. Now, Magic went to a team. It's kind of apples and oranges. Magic went to a team with a lot of talent. Doncic, I mean, they got Porzingis, but, man, they were they were really struggling. Yeah, I don't think Magic went to a team with a lot of talent. I think once he got there, then the team had a lot of talent. So that was a little bit of why I was surprised that. But statistically, I have to just look, go raw numbers. I don't think Magic, Magic was chose thirty not, ten and nine no, eight. Magic chose not to score. He was passing the ball to other guys. But then when he had to in the NBA Finals, he did, leaving us all thinking saying you he's can better. do that whenever you want. I'm saying statistically, yep, I would take Magic over virtually anybody at any time because I'm a magic honk. This is still an awesome start by Doncic here. The Clippers getting their guys together. You know, for a team that really hasn't had their guys together and has kind of been piecemeal here and there, 12-5, and five, and Doc Rivers has said, you know, this isn't a great team yet. We're trying to win. We're trying to figure out how all the pieces fit. But blew the Pelicans off the floor, 134-109. They're 12-5. and five. Haven't played a lot of road games. It's been a home-heavy schedule for them so far, but they have uh, the thought that they could still get better. Everybody can get better. Pretty impressive. All right, what do you think about the report? The NBA is going to um, dramatically alter tradition here. It, little, it felt like a little bit of a trial balloon. You think they let that go just to kind of gauge reaction before they got out in front of it too so much? So do you have to win a seven-game series in June to be the NBA champion? Yes. That part doesn't sound like they're messing with it. Then I don't care. Okay. <laughs> because everyone's playing under the same set of rules. And come June, I want my NBA finals. I prefer it to go seven games, but that's up to the teams, obviously. And then at the end of that, we have the winner... And that is the team that won that particular year. Whatever year, dash, another year, because it bleeds over to this calendar year. And then a week later, we have the NBA draft. So as long as that goes, they can do whatever they want. Postseason playing, maybe you have 7, 8, 9, 10, play one game, NCAA tournament style to get those last two spots, limit the number of teams in the lottery that are tanking, give them some incentive. Yeah, it, but it doesn't really matter because it's not like baseball where pitching can change everything. Yeah, in baseball we've seen the wild card this year <laughs> in the World Series uh, with Washington. And even in football to an extent. We have seen wild cards yeah. do it in football. And in yeah. basketball, I assume whoever wins those 7, 8, 9, 10 games is right. going to get drilled 9 years out of 10 by the 1 or 2 seed. And the one year they pull off the miracle win, they'll probably go out in the next round. Yeah. So, to me, that's all cosmetic. I, I don't really care if you're down at the end. Some of those teams are good. It's not like all those teams that are 7, 8, 9, what have you, are bad. Some years, particularly in the East, they have been bad. But other years, there's some quality teams down there. Uh, and teams that are building something, so that's good for them to get some postseason, postseason experience if they can return all their guys the following years and all that stuff. So that might be good. 
But for me as a consumer, whatever they decide, I'd be fine with as long as we have the playoff that we know. And I don't even care if they don't even want to have it East versus West and they just want to reseed and have what they perceive as the best two teams. I'm fine with that, too. They're looking at reseeding once they get down to four teams. That's fine. Kind of minimize the travel there in those first couple rounds, I assume, is what they're thinking. And then try to make sure that the best teams aren't going against each other in a conference final. How they would reseed, they didn't spell that out. I mean, just maybe straight by record, or I can't imagine they'd do it any other way, but they didn't say, so. And then they're looking at an in-season tournament, 30 teams, single elimination, lower in the regular season to 78 games. So I guess the two teams go to the finals and end up playing 83. They want to put some kind of financial incentives there. It's just the contracts are so big now. I don't know how big they can make the financial incentives, but I guess we'll see when they figure that out. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Utes and the Aggies both playing, and in similar situations, really close games. Tulane outscores Utah 10 to nothing to end the game over the final four minutes and a handful of seconds there. And Tulane comes back to win 65-61. Utah State, down 59-57, goes on an 11-0 run to end the game. And they're 7-0. The 15th-ranked Aggies beat North Texas 68-59. You impressed by any of that, or are you just letting them work out the kinks while we're watching football, and you'll figure it out later? Yeah, I'm not paying a whole lot of attention. I, I guess we're supposed to think that LSU is good or something. Sure. That's I don't know that. I don't know how the SEC stacks up. I mean, uh, I couldn't. I'm not going to pretend. I have no idea who's on LSU's basketball team. I can lie and look up stats and act like I know, but I don't. BYU plays UCLA tonight. More tournament action. It's the Cougars and the Bruins and the Maui Invitational. ESPN 2 at 930 if you want to stay up. I'll stay up for a bit. I'm not going to stay up for the whole game. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. So now it's Moss. And a first down and more. Moss. Touchdown, Utah. 41 yards. For Zach Moss. 24 carries, 188 yards now for Moss as Pandy and the Wildcats could not make a stop. And the extra point is right down the middle for Redding. You're undefeated in your 60s. That's right. That's right. Yeah, thank you, PK. You got, that's, that's good. I'll go home and tell my wife that. The Utes, 35-7 over Arizona. I was driving home. I heard Frank Dolce on the post-game show sum it up. It was boring. It needs to be boring. They need to win the eyeball test. They're way better. They need to look like they're way better. They need to thrash these teams. And that's what they did. That's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. I thought of you. They had a shot at the end of the game, and the stadium was pretty empty as the youths kind of jogged off the field and looking happy and all that. And No traffic for you post-game, which you said you've seen many times. You expected to see it again. And sure enough. They chased everybody away early. Oh, yeah. I didn't even leave uh, my hotel until like 7.15. Oh, really? Yeah. And I stroll into the... Yeah, because I knew there would be nobody there. Yeah. U of A is just an absolute mess. I was listening to their post game just to revel. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let your inner sun devil out. Yeah, they got some ex-players talking about how uh, he said uh, the... Uh, 
coaching staff, you know, changed over. They ran off a lot of guys. That's what he ran. Randolph. Yeah, they ran off. R A N N E D. Rand. Yeah, I assume it was two ends. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they're an absolute mess. They've got nothing. They took Khalil Tate, who looked good under Rich Rod, and made him look just miserably pathetic. Like he's this was a, he's been a non-factor for two years basically. Let's hope they lose one more. Yeah, ASU next week. <laughs> Zach Moss runs for 203 yards. Arizona's team didn't pick up 203 yards. They outgained the entire team. Weird stats. All right, for the Utes now, it's Colorado. Where do you want to put? Where do you think the uh, the spread should be for this one? Well, it's been in the 20s the last two games. Yeah. I see no reason why it wouldn't be the same. 22, 23, somewhere in there. Utah by 28. 28, yeah, even higher. I will say the good thing is that Colorado beat Washington, so now they have a shot to be bowl eligible. Yep. And I will say of the last uh, games that they've played where they've just annihilated everyone, Montez is the best quarterback that they will have faced. Chenault's obviously a very good receiver. Montez, I give the kid credit. He's a tough kid. He's a, he's a gamer. You know, he hasn't had team success, but he can hit on some plays. So I don't expect them to win by any stretch. The only thing for the Utes is to find a way to control the emotions. This will be the best senior day they've had since they've been in the Pac-12. It will be the most seniors. It will be the most emotion for the number of seniors. If you're looking at a nitpick with the Arizona game, there were a lot of penalties. The Utes seem to overcome them fairly regularly. I have no idea how many penalties there are. I barely paid attention. Two 15-yard penalties on the opening drive. We were sitting there with the Utah contingent in the media just yucking it up to the point where the in-house announcer had to tell us to be quiet. (laughs) And then somebody, I guess some dot-commer, said that he tweeted out that he'd never been around a group of noisier media. Because, I mean, it was funny because most of those media, they wanted the Utes to succeed at the highest level, and they were openly rooting against uh, ASU and rooting for Oregon. And I told them, you're not supposed to root in a press box. And it was funny because I was sitting, they'll never set me out. I'm not a a print guy anymore, perceived to be a print guy, even though I write for two different websites. Uh, So they don't sit me on the front row. So I was sitting in the second row, and... uh, Crythorpe was given virtually play-by-play as uh, Oregon was coming back. Well, I had called it up on the computer, and I said, Kurt, you're not supposed to root. I said, how come you only waited until Oregon started coming back to give you your play-by-play? And, okay, okay. And then, because he got third and 16, right? And they're down, uh, Oregon's only down by three. Yeah. And uh, so he had, I had the actual video. He had just the play-by-play. And I said, uh, I saw the, the touchdown in the third and 16 before he had. I said, I said, um, oh, you're going to probably not want to call out the next play. It's <laughs> third and 16. I said, yeah, I know, but you're not going to like the next play because I'd already seen the long touchdown pass. So, I mean, that's what everybody was talking about. And that's the big thing. How much does this loss hurt the Utes? And we'll obviously get to that throughout the morning because I got some strong opinion on that. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. 
it seems like he was uh, kind of in his zone and felt really comfortable with it. And I think the first series is where he got sacked, you know. And other than that, I thought mentally he was ready to roll. So I was really happy that he's able to make some plays and you know, spread the ball out quite a bit and uh, the run game worked. And so this was a really good moment for us, especially that second quarter. That was a lot of points. 49 to nothing at the half, PK. UMass gives up 52 points a game, worst in the bowl subdivision. And if they hadn't knocked a field goal over right, hit the upright, it would have been 52 to nothing at a half. It was 49 to nothing at the half. We've seen UMass play BYU four times. This was far and away the worst UMass team. They I weren't even touching guys. They I weren't even near four guys. Times. I only saw them play three. I did not watch a second of this game. 56-24. Jackson McChesney, a BYU freshman record, 228 yards. They just... It looked like they were beating up on a high school team. They were so much better. Well, good. Give it up for Kenny McChesney. There it is. And the announcers during the game were oohing and on because BYU gets to go to San Diego and Hawaii to finish the season. You watched it? And you're, I cut the highlights. I happened to see them say that. That was luck. Now, you happened I, to hear them say that. Yes, you're right. They were not on camera at the time. Got a graphic up. BYU and San Diego State, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Third and goal from the seven. Love trying to throw the fade to the outside. One hand to catch. They give it to him. Put those hands up. Put those hands up. Waiting for the signal. Caleb Rep brings the ball in. Touchdown, Utah State. Three to the far, two to the near for Love. Empty backfield. Throwing out to the outside. Intercepted touchdown, Boise. Trying to throw the out. Caught in stride. Boise walks into the end zone for a pick six. Jalen Walker saw that play coming all along. And that is about as easy of a pick six as you'll ever see. And that was the lone highlight for Utah State and the moment the game got away for the Aggies right there as Boise State crushes them 56-21. to We'll have Gary Anderson on at 8.30. A great one-handed grab to tie the game at 7, and then the pick 6, it was all downhill. Immediately after that, they got blown out in the first half. Who made that great one-handed grab? Caleb Rep. Man, redemption is sweet, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> All these you years don't know, later, he's You don't know it. what we're talking about. <laughs> I got told Caleb Rep was going to be really good for the Utes. And I Four asked several ago. people about it. Just then, for the Aggies. And then PK <laughs> made fun of me nonstop. The point was to figure out whether Utes were having problems identifying or developing receivers. It wasn't identifying. It was developing. But under this offensive coordinator and this staff, they have finally gotten it right and the receivers have improved. But Caleb's transferred to Utah State and he's doing his thing there. One hand. It looked like P.I. too. The guy, Boise P. State got in, the guy, Boise State guy didn't turn his head around. He had his hands all over Rep, and Rep just reached up with one hand and grabbed the ball. Toe tap. They reviewed it. It was a touchdown, and it doesn't matter when Boise State wins 56-21. to Aggies in New Mexico to wrap up the season. We'll talk with Gary coming up at 8.30. Hashtag college football. Third down and 16, and Daniels is going to throw deep. He's got Ayuk. He makes the catch. Ayuk at the 30, at the 20, at the 10, at the 5. Touchdown, Devils! An 81-yard catch and run. Jaden Daniels to Brandon Ayuk. So Jaden Daniels can throw the deep ball if we learn nothing else in that game. Holy cow, Oregon's defense giving up big plays and getting beat. And so Oregon and Penn State 
Both take their second loss this weekend and are out of the running for the college football playoff. It's six teams for one spot instead of eight, PK. Six one-loss teams can dream. Agreed, yes. How bad a loss is that for Utah's hopes? Seems like there's a couple scenarios going through, but it's hard to spin that it's a good thing. Maybe it's nothing. Utah did not play Oregon this year, and they will have an opportunity, and they beat the crap out of ASU. It shouldn't matter at all. Should have zero implication. All this means, and I'm going to ask Kyle about this this morning at his weekly press conference, is what he's been screaming about, not screaming, but calling consistently, is that there needs to be uniformity. It is almost impossible to go through nine conference games undefeated. And there were actually tweets in the middle of that game that this is why, and from national media members, this is why the SEC plays eight, and this is why Alabama's playing Western Carolina this weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, you you can substitute to whomever this game. I don't, I mean, they could have played ASU in September. So I don't know if this week has anything to do with it. Uh, It's just the point is, it's because the Utes lost in September. So nine conference games. I've been, I said it since this conference formed to 12 teams. You will have two to three head scratchers every single year. I know you remember me saying that. You've said it many times. Yes, and this was one of them to go through. Go look it up. How many teams back on was the Pac-8, 10, and now 12 have gone through undefeated? You're not going to get more than 10. I'd have to look it up for sure, but they're just it's very, very difficult to do. And so Oregon went to the desert and got beat by an upstart team and things went their way. It's going to happen and you're going to tell me that reflects negatively on Utah? I don't buy it. It does not reflect negatively on Utah. They didn't even play. They were uh, 100 miles to the south. I don't buy it at all. And I'm a Pac-12 guy and I'm going to stick up for this conference at this point. I would love to see Utah in. I think they deserve to be in. But I'm going back to what I wrote two weeks ago. I don't trust the folks to vote them in. That was the premise. Utah fans, there's a portion of them, unless you say Utah's the greatest thing ever, they're going to come at you. I mean, they went at Kirk Herbstreet. How <laughs> stupid do you look to go at Kirk Herbstreet? And, and, and he responded, and I retweeted, you hear what you want to hear. I mean, come at me. I'm a nobody. But don't go at Kirk Herbstreet. You just look like a fool. But that's, it's just one guy. It's just a few guys. It's just a few people. It's the real, it's a small, small minority. I don't think this loss has any bearing on the Utes. But I'm not naive enough to think that voters won't think it will. Okay, there you go. I, I was waiting for you to finish to say that. We'll get to that coming up. We'll run it by uh, Frank Dolce. There's a couple things. One, if the Utes lose the second game, it had no impact whatsoever. If... Auburn beats Alabama, and if Baylor beats Oklahoma, I don't think it has any impact. But assuming the favorites went out, oh, you got to throw in Georgia there. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that LSU beats Georgia in the SEC title game. But you're right. If at the end of this, the Utes have beaten Oregon and ASU, what does it matter who won between them? The Oregon win won't look as good, but the ASU win should look better. But I just think that there are people, speaking of people who see what they want to see, who will just lump ASU in with, oh, it's a bunch of mediocre teams, it doesn't matter. They are a bunch of mediocre teams. 
But that's the nature of this conference because you're never going to have a team that has a 2-5 and five conference record beat a team that has no losses in the SEC. It's never going to happen, ever. Remember that time Vanderbilt wrecked <laughs> Alabama's? No, But in this conference, either. because this conference has a plethora of skill players, IU is a big-time player. Big-time. Daniels is a freshman, but he's a freshman at the end of his freshman season now. He's not the same freshman that struggled to score two touchdowns against Cal State Sacramento. He's a different player now. They play Oregon in September. They don't beat him. But Daniels is at the end of his freshman year, right? And deep balls. It wasn't that he put together drives and he made a series of incredible plays. That was incredible play. Those They made a series of incredible plays, <laughs> just not in the same series. They did make a handful of them. They threw it over the top, and Oregon secondary got beat deep multiple times. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. The top two defenses in the NFL were on full display, nationally televised games, and the Niners and the Patriots have the number one defense. Niners have the number two defense. And those defenses both carried their teams to victory. Defense wins championships, PK. The Patriots 13-9 over the Cowboys. Dallas, why didn't you go for it on fourth and seven at the eleven? Chance to tie it up. They didn't do it, though. Kicked a field goal and lose the game 13-9. And the Niners, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers was doing. you got to protect the ball. He fumbles it early in the game. Gift wraps the Niners an early TD. Fred Warner forced it, the former Cougar. And the Niners defense just throttled Green Bay the rest of the game. That was awesome performances by those two defenses. Right on. Saints have basically wrapped up the South. They're now four games up with five to go after beating the Panthers. You buying the Bills as a legit team when we get to the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Really? To get to what? Go to the Super Bowl. No. Oh, okay. They win again. Beat the Broncos 20-3. Monday Night Football, the Ravens. Keep your eye on the Ravens. Ravens-Patriots rematch in the AFC title game. Looks like it'll be entertaining. It's the Ravens and the Rams tonight, 6-15 on ESPN. You can hear the game on the Zone Sports Network. It'll be on 1280 The Zone, while the Jazz are over on 97.5 The Zone. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690 at Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, Frank Dolce. We'll talk with him about the Utes and his post-game boring remarks. That's next. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922. Just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking.